welcome to another episode of Invarious and Peckapalooza. We are two geeks who talk about everything. I'm Peckapalooza, and as always, I'm joined by my cousin, Invarious. Say hello. Hello and good day. We are back. Another week. Woohoo! How are we doing? I mean, I'm exuberant. I'm exuberant. I'm excited to be back on our podcast. I feel like this has been the culmination of the longest uh, journey we've had here thus far, though. We're still somewhat new at this, but still. I mean, we went through all the movies, all the Harry Potter movies. Now we've gone through all the Fantastic Beasts. I mean, man, I feel like it's an accomplishment. I don't think they give out awards for things like that, though. I'm listening on Indeed. I mean, I'm. I mean, it's you know on my resume. I'm just going to be like, yes, I did that, conquered, <laughs> owned it, nailed it. I'm going to find a, a trophy shop somewhere here in town and and see if I can get like a participation trophy that says <laughs> yeah. I watched all the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be like a, a little plastic uh, wizard's hat or something. <laughs> and then I talked about them at length. <laughs> I, I guess it's so commonplace now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man how about you how how's it going in your neck of the woods as they say at the moment uh everything's uh, everything's all right but that's mostly because uh, i'm on vacation this week hey all coming right up. so i don't have to go to work uh for the next 10-ish days <laughs> there you go I just got back from being out of town. I was in Dallas, Texas for a trade show and I was there for an entire week and it was, it was really hot. It was like (laughs) 110 degrees. And so to get from, you know, my hotel to the, uh, world trade center there, I had to, uh, walk World, world trade center, the world trade center. There is a world trade center. That's not just the one that you, that everyone knows. There's one in Dallas. There's a secret world trade center. <laughs> yes. It's a secret. It's so, um, conspicuous. No, it's, it's one like of a- those things where Texas is trying to break off from the rest of the U S <laughs> they're like, we've got our own. Yeah. yeah. This thing is like a giant block of a building. It's humongous. Um, but anyway, so I was there, but it was hot, but it's that dry heat. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, here in South Carolina, it's, uh, uh, you know, humid. If it's like 90 degrees and humid, you might be, you know, miserable. you might be a little drenched, miserable. Yeah. But um, there it's 110, but it's dry. So you feel the sting of the sun as, you know, your skin melts from you. I don't know. Hot is still hot, man. <laughs> I know. I know, right? I do agree, though, that humidity adds to the, the misery. Um, Insult and it's, to injury. It's been that way here uh, the last couple of weeks um, in the 90s and probably like 75% humidity, something like that. Yeah, and, and one doesn't think straight in the heat. That's what I've learned, you know, for myself at least, you know. I mean, walking out in the do middle of the road. you think straight at any point in time? <laughs> no. But, you know, at, you know, when it's not in the heat, I have no excuse. So I just I'm faking it. Till I'm, that's something sales. That's what I do. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, wait, we, we sell this thing called a poof. And it's like, like, if I said to you, I sell a poof, would you know what that means? Um, a fart in a jar. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. No. No, I don't know. I thought a poof was like a hairdo. You know, I was just sitting here going, I'm like, ah, what are we doing with that? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's a, it's a little small, little like square, you know, fabric ottoman type of thing that you can sit on at a dorm. It's like a small little square. So, you know, I mean, I, there's like, I've got 20,000 widgets. I don't know what they all are, but you know what? I don't have to. I just have to act like I do. There you yeah. go. There you go. There you go. Totally. That's that's what a good salesman does. You, you don't know what you're selling. You just sell it. <laughs> I sell an experience. That's could, what it is. Could you sell a ketchup <laughs> popsicle to a woman in white gloves? I could. I sold rocks on the street, man. Let's remember. In my Wait neighborhood? a second. That sounds like drugs. I sold <laughs> rocks on the street. Oh, man. We need to be I careful mean, what we're saying on here. This is supposed to be a family-friendly no, podcast. No, no, not those kind of rocks. No gravel. You know, it doesn't sound much better. 
you know, to be able to say like I, I sold gravel on the streets, you know, but uh, no, I, I, you know, most kids sell lemonade. (laughs) I know I didn't have any lemonade and the gravel was free. You know what I mean? So, you know, I made a kill. I was the kid who went to the dollar store and bought the bubblicious gum. You know what I'm talking about? Or, or when you had the pack of four, like, or it was five pieces of bubblicious gum, and you'd go to the dollar store and get five packs for a dollar. Well, I would go to school and sell each piece of the each piece of bubble gum for twenty five cents each. All right, Zach Morris. So <laughs> it was a very Zach Morris thing to do, but I did get caught, and the teacher, when I was threatened expulsion, smiled when he said it, kind of like he was proud a little bit. I always took that with me. Proud that he was going to expel you? Well, no, 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 no. He was proud of, proud of the thought. I think I, oh. I didn't. I didn't get to do it anymore. But was, was it an economics teacher? <laughs> no, no. They didn't have an economics teacher in sixth grade. No, mm. it was it was sixth grade. So I think we've, I, we've gotten yeah. off on a tangent here. I man. know. I apologize. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we did come here to talk about Harry Potter and specifically Fantastic Beasts. And Which has nothing to do with Harry Potter. That that follow. It sets the stage for Harry Potter. No, Harry Potter set the stage for Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but, uh, all right. So there are three movies in this uh, series thus far. There's a plan for five movies, but I, I haven't heard anything about, uh, you know, whether or not they're moving forward with that after the third one has come out this year. Um, I think that their, their plan to move forward depends on how, uh, how Secrets of Dumbledore has performed overall at the box office, but I haven't heard anything yet. Have you? I've not. I've not heard anything, really. Um... You know, I mean, there's so much in the limelight with Maverick, you know, I mean, just that is dominated focus. And and how surprising it, is that, by the way? I know. I know. Well, I loved it. I mean, we both mentioned oh, that gosh, we both yeah. loved it. Fantastic but movie. For it, but it, for it to become a billion dollar movie. I and mean, it's like from what I'm hearing, like there are still like tons of people who are going and seeing it for the first time. Yeah. And, and it's like. So I I can't remember if I mentioned this before, but I've seen it twice now. I saw it opening weekend, and then I saw it last week. I, I went with my mom. She hadn't seen it yet. We went on a Sunday afternoon, and it was packed. The theater yeah. was was like uncomfortably full of people. Yeah. And I was like, I cannot believe that it's this full. And it, it had been out for three weeks at that point. It, it's crazy to me. Um, just how popular, but I think it's snowballed because of the excitement that everybody's had about it. And, and I think, again, we both agree. It's a great, great movie, you know, and I, I loved it, but a billion dollar movie. I never, never would have anticipated or expected that. I don't think Paramount anticipated that. Yeah, I know. Right. Probably the only one who could have anticipated it would have been Tom Cruise, who is just always like probably expecting a billion dollars for everything he does. <laughs> I mean, he's just a crazy guy. He's a crazy guy. Oh, um, man. But, wow. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I haven't I, I don't know what Warner Brothers is, is going to do. I mean, there's been a lot of um, I don't want to say controversy around uh the fantastic beast franchise i mean with with john miller depp Miller. yeah uh you've got all of this stuff going on behind the scenes um but uh i mean well let's let's move past that and and get into the actual movies themselves because that's that's the more entertaining part right i mean we don't want to talk about somebody's legal woes yeah well so i think um we come into this and we've got a you know, actors and actresses that we have not really, uh, we've not seen in the movies because this all takes place way before, um, you know, the Harry Potter movies. And uh, we've got characters, some that we've heard of um, and some that, uh, you know, we haven't that are just, that are new to us. We get, uh, as just to sum up, we get to get to know positions like an aura or things like that, that we didn't have a whole lot of exposure to that we heard of. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of things you got to see the ministry. You explore a whole new 
element of magic in the rest of the world by coming yeah. to the Americas um, or even in, in, you know, the Dumbledore going to, where is it, Russia or Germany? It's Germany. Well, and then in, um, in, in France, Grindelwald, they were in Paris. In Paris. Yeah. So it's like you get all of these different views of the magical community when in the Harry Potter world, we're just like completely immersed in the British, you know, version of it. Yeah. So if anything, regardless of, of plot, regardless of, of things like that with the movie, it was cool to be able to see all of these different elements of magic that we never got to see before. Yeah. And I'm that that kind of thing. I'm not mad at it at all. Um, you know, especially especially getting to see. Um, I mean, selfishly being an American myself, uh, getting to see what the wizarding world is like in the united states yeah um and seeing you know uh, you know obviously we don't have a ministry we have a congress um of course that uh you know falls in line with with the rest of the american government and uh i know you know that pottermore has a lot more information about uh you know what kind of uh background stories that that we have for uh what is it Il Ilvermorning. That's the the wizarding school in America, yeah, and uh, and just the history of of magic in North America, and you know, obviously that's that's stuff that's not covered in the movies, right? But you know, I think it'd be fascinating to find ways to explore that. And I've always said, you know, the, the whole wizarding world thing lends itself easily to um, a TV series. And even I, you know, I've, I've even thought that if they were ever to remake Harry Potter, it would be, I feel like it would work a lot better as a TV series. And with HBO Max being what it is, um, gosh, there's, oh, there's just, so much they could do. There's this part of me that, that wishes that someone somewhere would, would uh, pull the trigger on, on doing some kind of series yeah. that takes place in the wizarding well, world. I there's think so much you to have... explore. Yeah, and I think when you have a, a universe of, of this sort of thing and you get it with Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, you get it, you know, even looking at Willow, you know, and, and all of these, they're doing series, you know, Star Wars is doing all these series. And so I wouldn't be surprised if they do, because people want to explore that people are, are intrigued by, you know, the lore, you know, of, of all of it. And, uh, but, you know, going back to the movie, like, there were a few actors that I was super excited to see. Um, now, Eddie, Eddie Redmayne, I, I had seen him in, um, in uh, Les Mis and, um, mm -hmm. uh, with Hugh, Hugh Jackman. And uh, I thought his character was okay. I mean, I, I, he wasn't what I, was, what I was focused on, you know, but um, he was okay. But I, when he was going to be in this, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I, but what really got me and, I, you know, I'd love to know your thoughts of it, but seeing like Colin Farrell in it and seeing how he looked and him just, uh, you know, wielding a wand. I mean, just he looks so cool. <laughs> I mean, just kind of badass. I was just like, man, I don't know what he's good or bad. I don't know what he is, but that that's awesome. The way that he looked in that. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I really most of anybody else, I didn't really know that well um i mean i didn't know like samantha uh samantha morton who uh plays mary lou the the witch you know crazy oh, person um, yeah the not witch, but, yeah she's the one who was the second salem lady yes the second salem lady so i know her from walking dead and but i knew of her later uh, in walking dead yeah and she played a, cra a crazy awesome memorable role but other than that i mean nobody you know really i can't think of anybody that i that i really recognized you uh i mean well you got john voight who uh was oh the john that's right and ezra miller of course but news, that was still small. newspaper uh mogul that's um, true yeah and ezra miller who uh is the mysterious um obviously a, a, a wizard who has had no training and who's had to repress his magic yeah, uh, and is an obscurious or obscurial. I never know obscurial? what the proper term is. Obscure something. Yeah, uh, very destructive force. Um, 
And then, uh, yeah, Catherine Waterston is uh, Tina Goldstein, who's uh, did you know former her? Or uh, I did not know her before this. I thought uh, she did great, but I didn't know her. But then after after this, she went on to be in um, Alien Covenant. Covenant, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, shoot, now what's the actor's name who plays Jacob? Oh man, he is he is amazing uh let's see he was dan dan fogler dan, he dan was fogler. from he's, goldberg's he's in tons of stuff yeah and remember he was in goldberg's he's yeah, the, he's he the brother Murray's brother yeah uh, he's he's been in a ton of stuff he was in the first thing i remember ever seeing him in was in a movie called take me home tonight yeah um which is uh a send-up of like 80s party take movies home tonight. it's uh we don't have a license for that Sorry. um nope. <laughs> uh no um and and speaking of like of jacob i you know if there was nobody if there was nothing else redeemable about these movies it would fall on his shoulders i love oh his agreed agreed favorite character Absolutely. hands down i don't know if you know this too like he he's like a connecting point for a few different members so when we were talking about samantha morton they were both in walking dead oh really you know, yeah, they were both in that. Walking Dead. He was he was in that for uh, as a series regular for I think it was like I don't know. I mean, it was maybe like a season or a few seasons actually. I really liked his character. Uh, he played Luke, um, but uh, he was also in the show Hannibal. You know, like Hannibal Lecter. He was he was in that show, and he had um, he had a role with Mad Mads Mikkelsen. Okay, so he so. Which of course Man, he Matt really Mickelson, has been in a ton of stuff. <laughs> he has. I mean, but uh, but I mean, of course, and then the Goldberg stuff. But that I, it's just he's amazing. You know, yeah. he's, he's a great actor. He's 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 a really funny, like a com- a really great comedic actor. I think. Yes. Um, yeah. Like just the, the I don't know the 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 standout for me is uh, when they're in that speakeasy. And she orders giggle water. Oh. <laughs> and he takes it. He takes a shot of it. <laughs> I love. I love that. Like, it was best. so unexpected. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's what giggle water does. Oh my gosh! And he doesn't. Yeah. He does it again. He <laughs> takes a shot before they apparate out. <laughs> so oh good. man, it's so good. He's, he's, he's great. He's just a great <clears throat> comedic actor. I love it. Yeah, I just I thought he was awesome. Um, but, you know, I, I, I wonder because I've not, I, you know, although he's one of those, I, I, he reminds me of John C. Riley, you know, who for the longest time I never knew his name and he was in all that stuff. And then he did a few things that was more memorable. But um, even even John C. Riley, although he's done a lot of stuff, I, I still I like Dan Fogler better. Yeah, I, you know. Yeah. And and. and if you're listening to this and it's Fogler, I'm sorry. It is, it's Fogler. You know it is? Yeah. Well, there you go. I apologize. I retract. Fogler. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Dan Fogler. Um, like Dan Fogelberg. You know, it's like Fogler. I'll remember it that way. Fogelberg. Yeah. Fogel, Fogler. A little Fogler running around. <laughs> um, Who else do we got? So... If we're talking about all of the different movies, then, you know, we got we got into the second one. We got to see Nagini. You okay, know? and I have to ask, what was the point of bringing her in? Well, that's what I'm wondering. I, if they had had her in this third one, I would have made sense. It would have made sense. But it's like, what are we doing? Yeah. I mean, it's it's almost like it was meant to be an Easter egg, but she played a pretty big part in that right. second one. She was. She was really close with Credence. Yeah. And and so it would have made a lot. And especially like at the end of, of Crimes of Grindelwald, she's there with everybody when they go to Hogwarts at the end. Like it's yeah. almost like you expect she's she's joined the team. She's ready to be one of the ones who who goes after Grindelwald in the next movie. But she's nowhere to be seen. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm completely confused and and i wonder was the actress just not available i mean what was what did somebody like have a bad 
thought about you know like her involvement in that like i don't know because i was i was fascinated with the character me too like fascinated with you know this this new term we got maledictus who is as they explain in the movie somebody who uh transforms into an animal uh but eventually they're not going to be able to transform back into a human so it's different from an animagus um and different from a werewolf right but uh you know but nagini obviously you know she winds up being voldemort's pet snake and and is a a horcrux so So, how does she go from being one of the good guys in the 1920s to being the pet familiar of one of the worst wizards in history in the 90s and apparently apparently nagini did not choose grindelwald like she stayed right. on Scamander's side. That's what I'm saying. She was there at Hogwarts, like she was part of the team. So I'm just kind of wondering, like if she had she, they're going to say she just kind of had the final transformation, you know, because they were saying that she was going to, but they didn't show it. It just was irresponsible to leave it out, yeah. unless they're planning on doing something to bring her back in. But again, after the third one, Credence is gone. I'm thinking. I mean, he's. They've well, made it so that they have. We thought options. he was gone after the first one too. I know, but I know, but after Ezra Miller's stuff, I mean that he does. I mean, or the the bad press he gets. Well, I mean they they definitely have an out for him here. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's not like they haven't changed the face of wizards before. That's true. So, <laughs> I'm still... with Ezra Miller. I'm I'm just like confused as to when the first thing happened with the fan. With the choking thing, I was like, well, maybe maybe that's misunderstood. I was trying to do the benefit of the doubt here. And then you have this latest story about somebody being kidnapped or something. I'm like, I, and so I, I don't even I don't even know the details. I'm just like, you know, I don't, I'm just like, this kid's got some hot press going on here. Yeah, I don't, know, true I don't know enough about what what is going on or what's been implied or alleged uh you know we don't know the truth i mean that's the that's the hardest part is whether it's whether whatever whatever it is it's it's uh it's too controversial for warner brothers that's exactly right doing business with him i mean if if what was going on between johnny depp and amber heard was enough to get depp off of these movies then yeah I can't I can't imagine they would continue doing business with Ezra Miller. I mean, you got with these movies and with the Flash. Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine that moving forward we'll see him in the DCEU. No. Even if no. that's still a thing. I don't even I don't even know. So she had maledictus. I mean yeah, she's she was, a carrier she a of a blood curse, which will destine you to turn into a, a beast. I wonder where she got that. Indonesia. Man, you can catch some crazy stuff in Indonesia. At least that's what they said <laughs> the, in the in the when she was part of the circus. The guy who, or the, I wouldn't call him a ringmaster, but, um, yeah, the freak show guy yeah. uh, introduced her as having been trapped in the jungles of Indonesia and, um you know explained that the maledictus's curse would be that one day she will not be able to transform back into a human so did you what did you think at the end of the first one when colin farrell turned into johnny depp what did you think about that did you think it was cool or were you just like were you would you um, expect it, it stupid you actually. thought it was stupid yeah, yeah. um yeah i don't I felt like casting Johnny Depp as Grindelwald was stunt casting. Um, I didn't enjoy him in the second one. And uh, I like him in most things that I see him in. I just didn't like it. I I, I didn't care enough, you know. Um, you know, I as far as far as like where where Grindelwald had been graves in disguise this whole time, you know, I This is one of those things, you know, about, about the about these movies that for me doesn't make any sense. Uh, as to why 
why he would. I mean, do that. I, I get, I no, I get why because he had he needed to have an inside track the access, yeah, at Makuza, but uh, I just, I don't know the this whole story from from beginning to where we're at now. I feel like has not been as well thought out as the Harry Potter series was. Well, and I think largely because they weren't books. I mean, I think that's 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 one of the things that hurts is you have her thinking, and I don't know if she's a she's a part of it. You know what I mean? Well, she's and, writing these movies. Like no, I know, I know, but I'm saying like she is directly a part of it. But it's different. You know, it's different when you're writing a book. You know, I got I got to think just the just the amount of thought that goes into that. To me, man, I, I'm just, there were some elements that popped, like even talking about the second one, I love, I enjoyed the beginning. I enjoyed his escape. I thought that that was really cool how all that happened, but just like, I just didn't care as much about, uh, just his performance and their little world and what they were trying to accomplish. And, you know, I just, it just didn't hit me. However, the third one. And I know we probably we might differ in this um, was a bit redeeming for me. I, I actually really enjoyed the third one from a plot standpoint, uh, um, almost as much as the first one. My my problem at this point is that the whole Fantastic Beasts portion of it is a stretch. Um, I feel like that they are. I don't know if forcing it is is the right term but to keep newt scamander a part of all of this um you know i feel like they're they're having to bend over backwards yeah to, to make uh, it relevant yeah as to, to why why would he be involved at this right point? because yeah. i mean and that i mean that become that becomes evident from the start of the this third one where um, that creature is is born that's supposed to choose the next yeah uh, leader of the forced. magical world or whatever. And it's like, I mean, really, that's the way you choose it. You just happen to have a magical beast that is supposed to make this choice. And so uh, obviously that means we need to have the expert on magical beasts in this movie. Um, it's just, the, you know, that that to me again just doesn't make any sense now i will say for the third one uh mads mickelson is a much better grindelwald I oh think, yeah than johnny yeah. depp was oh un- I mean, he's in- he's incredible I, I i bought his chemistry with dumbledore a lot yep. better than i would buy johnny depp with jude law it for whatever reason that just like they're they're seen in that restaurant at the beginning Oh, absolutely. Um, just it, it made more sense to me with with Mickelson so in the role. So much was said um, without being said. And I know? just I don't think I don't think Johnny Depp would have been able to pull that off. Now I'm sorry that he, you know, has lost this this job based on, you know, all of these things that have happened in his personal life, but um I do think that the the franchise is better off for making that change. Yeah, no, I, I agree completely. Um, you know, and I, I do think that they kind of ended Ezra Miller's character well in the third one to be able to kind of have, have that character arc end despite Ezra Miller. Like just that that needed to be done or needed to be headed towards an end since, you know, he was that this obscurial who was like, you know, nobody lives this old you know, right. as one. And so, you know, that needed to be done and, and maybe it should have been done at the last one, but if anything, <clears throat> you know, I, I was glad about there being some depth to the Aberforth that was beyond uh, just what happened with their sister. Um, that was helpful for me to kind of get more insight into, into what went down and but beyond just that circumstance to kind of see another side of Aberforth. Um, you know what I mean? Like that was just, I thought that was nice. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I get the story. And again, it, it makes sense to have it, have it worked out that way, but this is, and this is my problem with, with prequels at any 
turn. You know, you're you're telling a backstory that I don't know could be problematic. Yeah, well, I mean, it is forced. I mean, there's no question that they forced it because. And do, do you wonder? I mean, was there any intention after the whole thing that happened? Uh, you know, where you learn, you know, in the first one, or sorry, in the second one, you learn who the baby is, and that that, you know that he's a Dumbledore. You know, there is like I just wonder if they even thought Aberforth, or between the period of time between the second one and the third one, they went or she went you know what would be good you know what i mean as opposed to like knowing that at the time of the second one i feel like that that would have been you know at least in her head that that he would have been aberforth's son but like for me and may and maybe this is just me this you know very possibly just my thought on the whole thing but like i always was under the impression that albus and aberforth really didn't have a lot of interaction with each other after ariana's death right and so you know for for them to come together in this movie um kind of threw that off for me and again maybe that's 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 that could just be me having that having that difficulty with it but um again i understand it i get it because you know as far as the story goes if you're going to make the the kid a dumbledore that's the only way that makes sense because he certainly can't be a sibling of Albus Naberforth. Um, and I mean, he can't be Albus's kid. Right. So, right. Um, yeah. you know, that's, that's the only way that it, it makes sense, which, you know, looking back, it's like, how did we not see that coming <laughs> after the second one? Like, I wish this had been the last one though. I, I really, I really wish be. that. No, but I mean, just, and him not getting away like that. You know what I mean? Uh, obviously we need Grindelwald to survive. You know what I mean? And we need him to be imprisoned where Voldemort will come and see him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they, they could have just let it be over. He could have been arrested and that could have been the end of it. You know what I mean? But he's still got to have the big fight. <laughs> I know. I know there hasn't. And now, and they've now they've led up to that, but that that fight could have happened right there, and they had a mini fight, you know what I mean? And yeah. it was like that that could have been the scene, and then he wins. They all know him for what he is. He goes to jail, and he just and that's the end, you know. And that I think that could have played well with, you know, in the end with you have, you know, uh, Newt and, um, and Tina, you know, reconnecting at the end at the wedding, you know, and it's just like ah all's well you know and where was she she was she was uh heading up the oars like she's gotten her 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 dream job and so that's what he said she's away yeah um, but where was the actress <laughs> oh oh that's, i see what you're saying that's what i'm because if yeah if she was going to be in the movie they could have put her in the movie yeah she just had that little part so let's see. Uh, in her filmography, she was she's in post production of a movie called Babylon. She's filming Black Flies. Let's see. So th- during the time of the movie, she was in a mini series called. Well, this was 2020, so that probably would have been when production was going on. She was in a mini series. Well, you got to think Third about Day. COVID taking its toll on production as well. Yeah. So she had. So if we say 2019 on, she did a movie called Admondson, The World to Come in 2020. And then she did a TV movie called The Third Day Autumn in 2020. That probably was a piggyback off or a prequel to uh, The Third Day miniseries um, in 2020. And then you stop entirely. She has nothing going on until 2022, which house comes with a bird short. And then she has Secrets of Dumbledore release. And then she does an episode of Perry Mason. And then she has those other movies. So it seems to me, since you have a 2020 to 2022 gap there, um, it seems to me could be personal. Maybe she had a baby. That happens. Remember, remember too, that's the span of COVID as well. That is true. But why wouldn't she? Unless unless she, she couldn't travel. Yeah. 
I mean, that's, that's often, you know, that, that was a restriction for a lot of people. They couldn't travel, you know, during certain, certain times, you know, I don't know. I was disappointed not seeing her in the movie just because I liked, I liked the way that their relationship was developing. Hey, Um, listen, she's your age. Okay. She's 1980, man. Hey, I mean, I don't know what that means. I, what I'm just I'm just saying, you know, it's a good it's it's a good it's a good thing to see an actress or an actor who is your age. You know, you They're say still... that like I'm ancient. <laughs> You're can... approximately two and a half years younger than me, son. <laughs> I consider you to be ancient and set in your ways. <laughs> I am. I am aging to my personality. I can't wait until you're old enough for me to use that that line from the movie Maverick, not the uh, new Maverick movie, the old Maverick movie, the Mel Gibson Maverick movie, where he says, where he talks about um, when he says he gums his food and his women. <laughs> Do you remember that, that part when, um, oh, what's his name that says that part in the movie? Oh, Maverick. Maverick. It was the old Maverick. It had 1994. Mel Gibson? Yes, of course, Mel Gibson, but it had James Garner in it. James Garner was Marshall Zane Cooper. And Mel Gibson goes, This is Marshall Zane Cooper. He gums his food and his women. (laughs) You know, and he's making fun of how old he is. You know, that's the funniest thing. Oh, my gosh. You are impossible. I don't get it. Yeah. It's okay. Only the youth would, you know, you're old, yeah, old and set in your it. ways. I'm so old. <laughs> that's all right. All right. Now, uh, what else would we say? I mean, would we consider that these movies have a bit more magic that's actually being used than, you know, I mean, we see like spells in Harry Potter that are happening, like little spells, Lumos and all those, but we see more combative spells in these movies um, and not just the epic battle or these little wizarding duels. We actually see like hardcore street magic going on. You know what I mean? I enjoyed that. A lot more special effects for sure. Yeah. And then a lot more of like the town getting like torn up, you know what I mean? And then them having to do like memory, like, you know, almost like the uh, men in black, you know, and then people lose their memory. Obliviate obliviate and then the rain aspect you know in the end that was probably that was that was a little lame to me and the first one was the the animal the little bird thing going up and everybody loses their memory that way but uh, uh that's that was the best way they could come up with getting rid of everyone's memories at, at the same time i suppose so but then uh it was nice they that did destroy half of Manhattan. If the second movie had not had Jacob in it, like him losing his memory, and then that's it, that would have been, I think that would have been a deal breaker for me. Oh, yeah, I would know? have been out. There's no way. Because if Jacob, if Jacob isn't part of this franchise anymore, I'm done. So him and Queenie, their relationship was cool. I liked I liked all that. And I liked... Um, I didn't him. like her going to Grindelwald. Like I, I, I know. I will, no, wait. Let me say it this way. I liked her going to Grindelwald at the end of the second one, and I was expecting it to be something bigger than it was. But then in the third one, it's like right away. She, she is not, she's she, almost like she is unwillingly a part of Grindelwald's crew. Yeah. And I, I didn't like that. I, yeah. If you're, if you're going to join Grindelwald, be a part of that world for a while. Like I'm, I'm fine with her coming back to the good side, right? But you know, there was—it's almost like there was no conviction to the whole end of the second one, where she made this huge decision. Yeah, she didn't go to the dark side you know, entirely. Well, I think, and you see her react when you know Grindelwald slits the throat of the little creature. You know what I mean? I was a little not confused, but just it, it didn't seem to flow as well for me about the fact that he was raising the little thing from the dead. I like, they explained it in the end to me. And then I was like, Oh yeah, yeah I got you. I got you. That's what you're doing. Cause I kept seeing it. And I'm just like, 
what's going on here? Did we get another one? Do they have triplets? Where do we get this other one from? And just, yeah. I, we didn't have like a resurrection spell moment. Like that would have been like, ne- like necromancy. And that probably would have been helpful though. Probably frightening for children, but I mean, it would have been helpful probably to see a little bit more of that unless I just blinked and missed it. Well, again, you know, using using this magical beast to be an integral part of the plot just seems like a stretch altogether for me. But, you know, I don't write these things. No. No, but uh, I do think that should they move on to a fourth one, and a fifth one it i mean we're gonna have to have something i mean i'm not sitting here going oh i can't wait to see dumbledore and grindelwald i don't care like I, i'm not i'm like sitting here going all right what's next i mean they got to pull something out of the hat here because i i don't even know what i would be caring you didn't about. even go to see this one in the theater did you uh no no, no i yeah, did you not now, i saw it on, on HBO, max. hbo max yeah yeah, uh, that's that's the thing. I, I wonder, you know, again, it, I think it's going to d- depend on do they feel like it has done well enough in the box office? And with I guess they'll com- combine that with views on HBO Max. Um, you know, will they decide? All right. Well, we've. You know, milked this thing for everything it's worth at this point. We're not going to be able to get anything else out of it, yeah. um, which is a shame because, you know, now you've got this story that they were intending to tell that is not going to be completed. Yeah. And so, you know, I again, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Warner Brothers decides to cut and run at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't think they're going to you know, they're not going to leave Harry Potter and the Wizarding World behind forever. No, it's it's too valuable a franchise to just let sit on a shelf, but uh, it it wouldn't surprise me if it becomes one of those things that we don't hear anything about for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a Harry Potter uh, movie someday that Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grant and Emma Watson would would come back to like someday. You know what I mean? Like when they're older and uh, and they're already older. You know what I mean? But I'll, I wouldn't be surprised. It depends on how their careers go, how their interests go. But I think that there could be, I mean, we're talking about a culture of fandom that has been built. And these, I mean, the, the outcry for it, I would imagine could become intense in the next decade. Whether they do it or not. Yeah. Well, again, uh, you know, it, it depends on, how excited people are about the movie, uh, how excited, you know, I, you know, you've, you've got tons of people who are still flocking to universal studios to, to go to this, the world of Harry Potter. You've got people who are, are, you know, dying to experience this wizarding world. Um, so, you know, the, the love for it is, is still there. It hasn't diminished um it's just you know are have have they gone too far have we gotten too much of it um you know not not to say that the you know the entertainment market has been saturated by wizard movies i mean good (laughs) gosh i mean if if that was the case then they would have stopped making marvel movies years ago yeah yeah um but (laughs) <laughs> i don't know there's 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 a lot of a lot of i think moving parts that that need to be considered when i guess they're deciding on whether or not to continue with the the series and um i don't know what are would you are you hopeful that there's another one or well you i take mean it or leave it i i mean there's there's always going to be a part of me that wants to see a conclusion you know, I mean, I, I like to watch a series and I like to see how it ends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard when you have a show, you know, that you're watching that gets canceled and then they either rush or they just don't finish and it's just tied off. So when you have a series of movies like this, it's just 
it's almost like you want something to be able to show it. To me, you know, had they had Fantastic Beasts been a movie where you get to meet a Newt Scamander and a Jacob, the dynamic duo. And then you had another Harry Potter world movie that wasn't Fantastic Beasts related, but was something else. And then you had, they like they did the Marvel approach, you know what I mean? And then you had this penultimate movie that had all of these different characters from these different movies finally unite to face something like a Grindelwald. You know what I mean? To me, that would have been a better way to approach this instead of going down this rabbit hole of Fantastic Beasts that they, they're just not going to be able to, to do. So do I hope for a conclusion? Yes, but am I preparing myself that there's no way in the world I'll, I'll, they're going to be able to satisfy uh, what, you know, what needs to happen? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just, you know. If you could get a, a story that takes place in that world, what what story would you want to see? Um, I guess, I mean, I would have wanted to see the school when like the original, like the original Hogwarts, you know, coming together or like, like Like a thousand years ago yeah like the ancient way you know what i mean but i might just be a you know like a door like maybe nobody would want to see that but for me (laughs) i just i like that kind of stuff like you know the the history and the lore of it all and back when it was like there was could have been serious like evil you know what i mean it wasn't like built upon industry and suburbs and you know normal that would be interesting to see to see that with uh the four you yeah, know, founding like Godric Gryffindor and getting together and, and founding Hogwarts and then and the story of of their falling out with Slytherin and yeah yeah I mean yeah, that's that would that would have be, been cool. For, what about you? Um, I would love to see something with the Marauders. Uh, oh yeah, James and Sirius yeah. and Lupin and Wormtail and the the four of them. Their misadventures uh, when they're when they're in school or, yeah. or even after school, you know, their their younger years before Harry's born. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, during that first that first time around fighting Voldemort. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I think would be uh, a fascinating story to tell. I You know, I would love because we we only got glimpses of of them as as students. Right um from from snape's memories right um and so i i think that that it would be it would be fascinating to see their stories a little more fleshed out yeah um i, I agree man i think that would have been fun to see too but and i wonder what the future holds with with the harry potter world or what they'll do you know with that we have all this terminology like you know the muggles and all the spells and all of that and we have you know these theme parks and i mean there's just so much i just can't imagine that anybody will want to be done yeah like i said you know? it's, it's too valuable of a franchise to to let just sit on the shelf somewhere so even if we're done with fantastic beasts you know if warner brothers decides they don't want to continue with that particular line of the story you know a few years from now they could come back and and like you said you bring back uh Daniel Radcliffe to come back and play an adult Harry Potter. You, yeah. Or you could look at other like eras of history. You could look at, at the, the founding of Hogwarts. You could look at the Marauders. I mean, there's, there's so many possibilities, you know, JK Rowling built this entire world uh, in this sandbox that, you know, there's, there's plenty of room to play with. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to, you know, if, if they're disappointed with the way that things have turned out, you know, monetarily with, with fantastic beasts, well, what's to stop them from picking up somewhere else yeah. and, and just seeing, Hey, let's, let's throw this out there and see what happens. Cause again, you've got HBO max, which is just dying to have as much content as they can get. Yeah. Oh, so, truth. so why not? think of of a, a a series because like you pointed out earlier you got star wars making series marvel's making series yeah you you know all of these these movie franchises are moving into television yeah and and when you can do it on these streaming platforms where you've got a big budget 
yeah they're done really well true so yeah yeah, i think it'd be fascinating to see um just what what they could do with with a tv show based in that wizarding world well i'll tell you what i'd like is to break the wall down and like for whatever series that takes place later like with when when harry potter's older and all that stuff that like the wall is busted down between the magical community and, and the mogul community. And it's like, there's no hiding it now. You know what I mean? There's no like using spells to stop it. It's like, like it, it gets found out. And then, and then the whole thing is about what happens at that point, you know, when everybody knows, you know, what happens with the governments, what happens with the magical community? I mean, could you imagine the epic tale that could take place in that and two worlds colliding and then p- people being cut, caught in the cross crosshairs of it? Uh, I can tell you it would probably be bad. Oh, you think so? Oh, no. Oh, you my mean, gosh. Not, no, not content be... bad. Hopefully you don't think. But no, 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 no. You just mean like I mean, conflict. I, yes. Lots of conflict. I think that that the muggle world would go crazy. Um, I, I feel like there would there would be war. But could you see how like I mean, there's an appeal too because you're talking about being able to you know how how do you handle different forms of people? The, the diversity aspect. There is like the aspect of like different cultures and beliefs and governments and you know and then just trying having people that are trying to make it work but then the reality is despite those people trying to make it work you just have nefarious forces trying to actually get a you know fight i mean it just there's so much possibility i mean you think about it too like the in the the history of harry potter the reason there's a, a, a statute of secrecy is because in the past muggles right. knew that witches and wizards existed and, and to, they persecuted, persecuted them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so so that's why the secrecy laws exist at this point. So so that's why I'm thinking like if if there were to be a story in the future where you know it it became common knowledge to muggles that wizards exist uh like I said, I, I feel like it would be very bad for the wizarding community. <laughs> yeah. And for the muggles probably too. I mean, good heavens, you know, especially cause you think about how much cohesiveness is in the, in the magical community now, you know, to which, you know, everybody knows spells, everybody knows how to do stuff and they can defend themselves. And I mean, you could turn a tank into a flower. You know what I mean? It's just like, I mean, it could be like a hardcore, Well, and you would you would have more dark wizards rising up, um, you know, know, another another generation coming along and saying, this is why we needed we should. This is this is why Voldemort wanted to put the muggles down. Right. And so look at them with their ways. Then they're going to be like, Voldemort was right. We need to, you know, take the muggles out and take over the world. And so, yeah. It would be it would be a fascinating story to tell, but I, it would it would be just wrought with conflict. Yeah, well, I I will say the only thing that I liked about Johnny Depp's Grindelwald is that he explains in the second movie his perspective about Muggles in kind of a great way. Like, I mean, it's a mean way, <laughs> you know. It's horrible, you know. It's oh it's, yeah, but he's just like. You know, they're the, we, that we muggles are the beasts of burden. You know what I mean? And you don't, I don't hate them. You know, that's what he says. I don't hate muggles. I want to, you know, just want to ride one to town. You know what I mean? There, <laughs> I mean yeah. Just, he was saying muggles are not, you know, they, they, it's not that they don't have any value. They just have different value. Right. And so I think that was pretty cool to see him that way because I consider Grindelwald's character to be, uh, you know, like, like the kind of historical fascists that were, you know, that we think about, you know what I mean? Just this, I mean, not just like a Voldemort that's, you know, Voldemort's pure evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is a guy who, this is like a little Hitler. You know what I mean? This is it just, just this idea of, of well, segregating. <laughs> I mean, Hitler was pure evil too. Right. No, well, I, I was going to ask like, who do you think, who do you think's worse as far as like, I mean, as far as, 
on a scale of evilness. So Grindelwald or, or Voldemort. I look at I look at Voldemort like he is pure evil, like like he would like conjure up, he would scorch the earth with darkness. You know what I mean? And he is like all about himself and survival, as anyone is. I mean, but but you know what I mean? Like he is just evil to the core. Right. And I think about someone like Grindelwald, and I think to myself, this is like a, a maniac. You know, this is like someone who is who's twisted in the head, who's who's reasonable in his twisted way, but he's still crazy. He's Thanos. You know? Yeah, he's like Thanos. That's exactly that's because a, that's his, a, his whole thing is he said, you know, it's, it's for the greater good for the greater good. Yeah. I mean, so you see, it's like a stark difference between the two because Voldemort's like, no, no, I'm uh, not the greater good. I'm evil. I am evil. You know, but yeah, but Grindelwald Voldemort, like, Voldemort is, is like you nailed it when you said he's in it for himself. He is incredibly selfish. I mean, he'll kill his own people he'll kill people who oppose him it doesn't matter to him as yep. long as he gets what he wants grindelwald on the other hand is is looking for a better world for wizarding kind yeah and so you know yes that's bad from a perspective of okay that's not going to be so great for muggles but i can see how wizards and witches would be like you know what he's got a good point Yes, it's very it's, it's very manipulative, yeah. you know, coercive, you know, so uh, I mean, it depends on what you're, you know, if you're if you're after defeating the Freddy Krueger, there you go. You got your Voldemort right there. But if you're I mean, if you're talking about manipulation at the highest level, you know, and, and just like the Thanos, this, you know, the danger of of a whole people drinking that Jim Jones Kool-Aid, you know, I mean, that is just. I mean, that is some manipulation, you know? So yeah, it's kind of a, a two different worlds. What about you? Which do you have one that you think is worse than the other? Or do you like, Oh, look Voldemort, at it like I do. Like, is, okay. Got it. Yeah. But yeah, Voldemort, like I, I totally agree. Voldemort is, is an entirely selfish individual. Um, and He's our Skeletor with, with, uh, with Grindelwald, you know, it's, this is this is going to come out sounding horrible, but you know sometimes I think supervillains, yeah, you know, they're they're not wrong, you know, with with their their viewpoint. I mean, Thanos Thanos wasn't wrong when when he his his means of doing things <laughs> was wrong, but he his the idea behind what he was doing, yes, the the galaxy the universe whatever is overpopulated and you know there are limited resources for the beings that exist um and so by snapping away half of all living creatures you now have an abundance of resources for everyone who's left did you are you the one in hawkeye that wrote on the wall thanos was right <laughs> <laughs> no, but I definitely would have. Uh, like I, I, like I said, he was he was he was right in that getting rid of half of the population makes sense. That there's you know now the world isn't overpopulated and there's plenty to go around. Whereas uh, you know once everyone gets back, you know you've got all these new problems again with overpopulation um yeah just... well you know and you think about any supervillain you know like lex luther or anything like that i mean they all have this this fear and this concern and they feel entitled that it's theirs to fix right yeah. i mean it's it's mine to fix and so i gotta do what i gotta do even if it's, you know well, and, and so and it's the same with watchmen too you got ozymandias who you know at the, in the end he was a hero but his his villain turn you know was was in his mind and he was he was the smartest man on earth right right and so you know the way he saw it this is the way to fix things 
And again, was he wrong? Yeah. He was wrong to do what he did, and it was right. despicable. It was a horrible act, but he was correct in in what he predicted. And so well, it's and, and we see it across the board. We see it with Magneto, you know, we see it with um even in uh, Apocalypse. I mean, the idea of I mean, the idea of what what people are going through. But I think the common thread with any of these, you know, not just super villains, but they're they're megalomaniacs. I mean, they're just like these these crazy, larger than life, grandiose, you know, people. They think it's theirs to fix and they think it's theirs to manipulate. They're passionate, you know. And there's traits there. You're right, where it's like passion's good. Standing up for for causes and rights is good, you know. There are problems that need to be fixed that you can't just deliberate about. You got to do something about. And then you see somebody do something and you're just like, oh, that's not right. You know, um, I just want to make sure. really discovered here is that um, I am evil. <laughs> I know. I just I just I was going to add I was going to pause here and ask you, um, are you OK? If you join like a super villains club or something. Is this where this rift happens before us and I have to start using my good superpowers against your evil superpowers? I don't know. I'm on this new antidepressant. That's <laughs> might oh. have genocidal tendencies. I don't know. I got bit by a spider recently. I just, you know, and I'm starting to feel funny things, you know, so it really well, just itches at this point. But I get you know, any powers. Good. <laughs> I'm just I, we should I go back sleep to sleep at night. I have an upset stomach. I don't know what's going on. Well, you don't have to kill the population. You don't have to like talk about. I didn't say I was going to do anything like that. I'm just saying Thanos was right. I'm just I'm just saying. Who says Thanos? It's like you're playing for the horde in the world world for World of Warcraft. You know I don't what know mean? what that means. What? How could you not? I've All right. For those who know, the horde or the bad guy. It's like you're playing for the Empire in a Star Wars game. Hey, I loved Tie Fighter. That was a great game. It was fun being the bad guy. It's like you're playing on the villain side of DC Universe Online. That's fun too, man. You know how That's much fun probably... it is being the bad guy. No, there are no, there I are no don't rules. do that. If you're the bad guy. There are no rules. I there are rules. It, well, no. I mean, no, there oh, aren't. The rules if are I when was, I come if over I was a Sith and put and you I was down. In a duel with somebody, I would be constantly Sith. Like force throwing things at people. I wouldn't even lift my lightsaber. Listen, just we're like, going to talk about this in a hot minute with Obi-Wan, but I just want you to know that if, I mean, I would dominate that like Obi-Wan dominated at the end of episode six. I'm just telling you, man, there's, yeah, you don't have any rules. You, it's all chaos, but good wins overall. Man, where are you? Not always. You used Thanos, to be a Superman fan. Thanos won uh, in Infinity War. They hadn't manipulated time. God, God, I, I need. We need to talk. We need an intervention. No, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Any final thoughts on Fantastic Beasts and where to find them? Just that I've realized in this that I'm the good guy and you're the bad guy. No. I feel like we're in the movie. What's that movie with uh, Bruce Willis? Unbreakable. That's what it is. You're Mr. Glass. You're Mr. Glass, and I'm I'm Bruce Willis. I've actually never had a broken bone in my life, though. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That sounded like an evil laugh, too. What the heck, Pecapalooza? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And that was natural. Oh, man. All right. No, I don't have anything else to say about fans. Thank you, Harry Potter and J.K. Rollins and all that stuff. Real quick. But I got real problems now. I got a, I got a cousin that's going to the dark side. Going. We have cookies <laughs> on the dark side. All right. Um, well, thank you for listening to Invarious Impeccapalooza. Um, we hope you've enjoyed this uh, Fantastic Beasts discussion, this Harry Potter discussion, this good versus evil thing. Um, what are your thoughts on the three Fantastic Beasts movies? Um, if you have any thoughts, please share them in the comments. Um, give us five stars while you're there. Uh, Cause you know, we like five stars, even we do. though I might be one of the bad guys. I still like let's, five stars. Uh, and let's, let's just also, if you don't want to talk about fantastic beast, I'd like to also know who's on, who's on team good over here. You know, who's, who's going to be on 
team and various good. And if you versus, want a cool red lightsaber, you can be. Let me know. You can be a good guy with a red lightsaber. It doesn't no, break can't. the rules. You can. No, yeah. you have to bleed a kyber crystal. That's dark side, man. It can be rouge. It could be a nice rouge. No. You know? No. If you say it's rouge and not red, it's it sounds better. It's classic. No. It's like French. Rouge. It's it's like French because it is French. It's <laughs> smart, Alec. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of my favorite Star Wars movies is Rouge One. <laughs> <laughs> Kills me how many people mis- misspell that. In- instead of spelling rogue, rogue one, they spell rouge. They, one. they put the U before the G. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're getting off topic again. Yep. Oh, All gosh. Right, 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 uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you just joined us, we've been talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. Um, you know, we'll be back tomorrow with our final bonus episode on Obi Wan Kenobi, episode six. So get caught up on that before you come back tomorrow to listen to that episode. Um, But until then, um, have a great whatever it is, wherever you are. Bye, everybody.